Welcome to Heart Sounds, where we explore the spiritual life with the aim of living well. I'm your host, Steve Harper. Well, here we are again for another episode as we continue looking at the water of life. We're looking at our spiritual house in this season of episodes. We're looking at the way that God constructs us into that spiritual house and the components of it. And we're focusing in this particular series on the plumbing system. And we've begun by looking at the water of life, which is carried through that plumbing system. When we finished looking at the water, we'll turn to the means of grace, which are the ordinary channels through which God conveys the kind of water that we're describing. But for now, we continue looking at the streams of living water that Richard Foster has uh, included in his book, Streams of Living Water. And today, we turn to the social justice stream. It's a very important stream for us in the kind of world in which we're living today, not only in terms of the challenges that we face, but also in terms of the dangers that spiritual formation faces in a, in a narcissistic culture. One of the great dangers in the spiritual life is to turn it into a me-and-God affair, a, a me-and-Jesus enterprise, if you're Christian, where individualism and privatized spirituality prevail. Truth be told, we already have too much spiritual consumerism today, individually and collectively. We must begin to drink from the social justice stream of the water of life. I've already encouraged you to get Richard Foster's book, Streams of Living Water, so that you can look at each of the components that we're dealing with here on Heart Sounds in more detail. But I particularly feel that to be the case with respect to the social justice stream. It's actually been caricatured by some fundamentalist Christians as, as being antithetical to the faith. But in this episode, I'm going to respond to that and show how the social justice stream is at the very heart of the Judeo-Christian tradition. So let's take a look at this stream and uh, say some things about it. First of all, it's rooted in the prophetic tradition of the Old Testament. It goes all the way back to Moses, who is thought by many to be the first prophet, when he challenges Pharaoh's injustice and says, let my people go. It's picked up in the books of the prophets in the Old Testament. Particularly, we hear quoted, and I use often Micah 6, 8, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with God? Amos speaks about it in the fifth chapter in the 24th verse, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Walter Brueggemann has pointed out that the prophetic tradition is at the heart of Jewish and Christian spirituality because there needs to be in the spiritual life a place to call out sin, name it for what it is, call for repentance so that hoped for change can be uh, part of the picture, and then finally to call up hope, to let people know that God does indeed have the last word, and that the kingdoms of our Lord will become the kingdom of God and of his Christ. 
So the social justice stream is rooted in Scripture. And if you ever hear anyone disparaging justice or social justice, know from the get-go you're dealing with a caricature. You're dealing with somebody who doesn't understand what the social justice stream is. You're dealing with somebody who's turned a precious thing into a counterfeit because the social justice stream is rooted in Scripture, particularly in the prophetic tradition. Second thing I want to say is that it's revealed in Jesus. We see it from the very beginning of his ministry in Nazareth when he stood up to read from the prophet Isaiah in the synagogue and said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And he goes on to show how that was the case, to recover sight to blind people, to set captives free, and those ways in which Jesus was, in, was personifying that social justice stream from the very beginning. And then he added, don't forget, he added in that passage, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Uh, now, the people at Nazareth were doing okay until he got to that point because that was a way of saying, you're not doing this yet. We need to talk about it again today. It's fulfilled in your hearing. Isaiah's words are coming alive right here in Nazareth because right here in this synagogue, we need to be doing those things. Now, you can talk to almost any pastor today and they'll tell you that when they turn from reading Scripture to applying it, that's when they get into trouble. Furthermore, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about the metaphors of salt and light and says that's who we are. So the social justice stream is revealed in the words and deeds of Jesus. The third thing I see is that it's reflected in the saints. Uh, there are too many to mention, but I'll highlight two. One from more the Middle Ages, Catherine of Siena, who took her spirituality on the road, if you will, and began to challenge the prelates of church and society uh, and call them out for their oppression of people and point out to them that living in the kingdom of God requires a different way of living. In our time, Dorothy Day came along, and, and in the context of devout Roman Catholicism, a deep, spiritually rooted faith, she stood to confront the dirty, rotten system, as she called it. And so we see throughout the Judeo-Christian tradition, and in other religions as well, Gandhi in Hinduism, Thich Nhat Hanh in Buddhism, we see nonviolent resistance to the principalities and powers, nonviolent resistance to imperialism, accompanied with the sustained effort, because that's what it takes. It's not just an episode that occurs now and then. The sustained effort to overcome evil with good. Social holiness, we call it in the Wesleyan tradition. Richard Foster, in his chapter on the social justice tradition, calls it 360-degree living for good. Well, that's what we're about. That's the kind of water that's flowing into our souls to not only nourish us, but to flow out of us as as an ever-flowing stream for the good of others. Well, that concludes today's episode of Heart Sounds. It's a challenging one, but it's a very important one. I hope you found it helpful. I hope you'll tell others about Heart Sounds so that they can join the journey that God is leading us to through this podcast. <laughs>